On today's episode of the Training Peaks Coachcast, your source for the latest information about the art, science, and business of coaching. Have your athletes been doing everything right when it comes to nutrition, but still suffer from GI issues or poor performance? Maybe it's not nutrition after all, but hyponatremia. Hey guys, Dave Shell here, and on this week's episode of the Train Peaks Coachcast, I sat down with Andy Blow, the founder of Precision Hydration. Andy's a former triathlete who've suffered from poor performance and GI issues. What Andy found after digging in and doing some research was that he was a really salty sweater, and so the issue was that he wasn't replenishing the salt he was sweating out in his hydration drink. So in talking with Andy, I had several revelations, one of which is that I too probably am a salty sweater and could benefit from more salt in my drink. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Training Peaks Coachcast. I'm your host, Dave Shell, and today I am joined by Andy Blow. Andy is a former elite triathlete, sports scientist, and founder of Precision Hydration. Andy, thanks for joining us. Hi, Dave. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So before we get started, could you just tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself in your own words? Yeah, I, as, as you say, I used to do triathlon. Um, elite's a strong word. I, I don't know if I was really elite, but I raced at a sort of semi or professional level for a few years doing Ironman, uh, amongst other things, Xterra as well. And it was through doing sport myself. Although I have a background in sports science and physiology, it was really through doing the sport myself that I learned the hard way about hydration and how that can impact your performance. And so what is it exactly that led you to um, create precision hydration? I think in a nutshell, I, I basically tended to perform really quite well by my own standards in cooler conditions. I would go to Kona in the heat and humidity or places like that and I would just suck really badly and that was I always put that down at first the fact I was not I just thought I wasn't good in the heat some people are some people aren't but I later learned that I was messing up my hydration and I got hyponatremia pretty badly on a couple of occasions and really that that was a big wake-up call I learned then a lot about electrolyte and fluid balance and and actually managed to towards the end of my career put out some pretty decent performances in the heat because of what I'd learned so then working with athletes the natural thing to do was pass that learning on and try and expand it and it it just gradually evolved into what is now precision hydration so what exactly you said that you were having trouble with your hydration strategy i guess i would ask you did you have a hydration strategy when you were racing or was it just kind of drink plain water or were you drinking sports drinks what was it that wasn't working for you yeah i I was a sports science student in the 1990s when the hydration messaging was pretty clearly like drink a lot and just you know dehydration was the big enemy you needed to drink a lot and so I was definitely in the in the zone for for thinking I needed to drink loads so I probably I did drink quite a lot of water when I was racing I did drink sports drinks as well but it was all the philosophy was basically the more is better and if my performance started to dip in the heat I would assume I would need to drink even more Um, what I what I didn't appreciate was that if you're when you're sweating you're often losing a lot of salt and the fact was which I learned retrospectively is that I lose a ton of salt in my sweat and some people do it's a it's a genetic factor uh and I wasn't a I wasn't replacing that at anywhere near the rate so I was I was over replacing fluid and under replacing salts and that led me to be you know pretty nauseous in races cramping walking delirious and really not enjoying myself very much so 
it was it was through learning those two facts. You know, I sweat more salt, and I need to rein in actually the fluid intake that that caused me to. You know, that was a light bulb moment for me when I figured that out. It seems like. I, I coach athletes, and it seems like over the last couple of years or so, one of the things I've had to battle is that everybody wants to take salt pills. Like, they think, if I'm doing something or if it's going to be hot, I need salt pills. Yeah. So why couldn't an athlete just um, supplement salt with water to counteract um, that salty sweat? Yeah, I think in a lot of cases they can. What it comes down to is is really some athletes probably require little or no salt supplementation. Some athletes require absolutely tons of salt supplementation and everyone else exists on a continuum between those two points. And where the messaging in the industry struggles is that people like a definitive yes or no answer. Do I need to take salt or not? Do I need to drink this drink or not? And it's all about individualization. You know, for me, I used to take a lot of salt capsules when I learned that I needed to take a lot and that made a huge difference to my performance. And to a degree, if you need a lot of salt, it kind of doesn't matter where it comes from. You can take a saltier drink, you can eat saltier foods, you can take salt capsules, but it's the ratio of salt with fluid that you take in that matters for you as an individual. I was very guilty of copying what other athletes did or listening to you know advice or reading things on the internet that um, would send me off in a different direction but often they're they're quite they're either quite individual to someone else or they're quite extreme viewpoints and really you know, the message that we try to promote through precision hydration is as an individual your needs are fairly unique to you you need to figure out what those are and then pursue a strategy that works for you and so how would a coach or an athlete go about figuring out what is what is their sweat rate and individualize that uh, strategy? Yeah, there's, there's two factors to sweating. There's how much you sweat and then there's what's in the sweat. And some people sweat a lot and they often know it because they see that. That's very visibly obvious. You know, I'm, I'm that guy on the um, indoor trainer who's got a lake underneath him who, you know, I, I, I rust up my bikes if I train on them indoors all the time because I sweat on them so much and we meet people all the time who've got massive high sweat rates but um, just because you've got a massive high sweat rate doesn't mean you've got a massively high sweat sodium concentration as well I happen to have that as well but really so starting with sweat rate you can you can predict it from just what you know about yourself you know do you feel like you sweat more or less than other people and have a have a guess or you can weigh yourself before and after exercise and get an estimate of that on our on our website there's a we've written a blog because so many people ask us that question with a a link to a a free spreadsheet they can download plug in the numbers for their sweat sodium for sorry for their uh, their body weight pre and post exercise with the correction for how much they drank and it tells them their sweat rate and that's a useful starting point just to get a handle on it and you know sometimes we see sweat rates in people as low as half a liter per hour or 16 ounces an hour sometimes it can be you know an average might be a liter or 32 ounces an hour in hot conditions or bigger athletes or athletes working really hard they might sweat two or even three liters you know an hour which is which is what's that i don't know what that is in ounces it's like uh, seven, uh, 80 plus ounces an hour. So and close to a gallon, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and so the variation is, is quite large, but that's kind of easy to pin down. And what's l- slightly harder to figure out 
on your own is how much salt you lose in your sweat. There are lots of telltale signs, though, if you've got salt crusts on your skin after races, if you crave salt, if you often get muscle cramps, if you just basically feel like crap when you race in the heat, then they're all good indications. Or if the salt, if the sweat stings in your eyes, they're all good indications that you are losing more salt than average. Um, we've We've actually got an online sweat, test if you like on our website which is precisionhydration.com you can click through that for free ask you a lot of questions and then suggest whether you might be a a light moderate or heavy sweat and sodium losing athlete and and gives you some a steer on some strategies you can take in those cases and then beyond that we also have technology where we can test athlete sweat so we can actually take a sweat sample measure the electrolyte concentration and and really you know, much more accurately define what you're losing. So let me start first with the um, the questionnaire online. And I, I don't know if you saw, but the kind of light bulb went off in my head because as you were describing some of those things, I've, I've definitely noticed on my helmet straps, sometimes I've got the white crust and things like that. And I figured it was just accumulative over, cumulative over time. Yeah. Um, but then you said something about it stinging your eyes, yeah. and that's something I've been battling for the last yeah. couple of years, um, where it's like I have to sometimes stop riding until I get the sweat out of my eyes. So it sounds like I might be one of those uh, salty sweaters. It, yeah, it could well be. that it's Athletes who know their bodies well, when you start to point them in the right direction, you know, suggesting the things they might be looking for, they either do what you do just then, like you say, the light bulb kind of goes on, or... They say, I don't know, why are you asking me these questions? It's not an issue. And the guys for whom it's like not an issue or they don't perceive it to be, often it's not. Whereas the when people do you know, think, oh, yeah, well, I have felt like this or that. And, yeah, when, when I do sweat, it's, if I've got a cut or if, if it goes in my eyes, it really stings, then that can be an indication, yeah, that you're losing a bit more salt. And it's very simple from there, really. You just experiment with the, the levels that you're taking in. Uh, a lot of commercial sports nutrition products contain electrolytes and they they do a lot of marketing around the fact that they do but generally they contain fairly low or moderate amounts which are good for a good amount of people but they're not so relevant for people with who lose tons of sweat tons of salt and who do really really long hot endurance events and that's a big part of our niche audience if you like are people that are doing more crazier extreme stuff or have more crazy extreme losses and they they tend to approach us and go i'm so glad i found you guys because i thought you know i was taking this whatever product and it it was not really working but now i've tried something which is like three times stronger and all of a sudden it's made a huge difference yeah so I want to go back to um, actually getting tested. So going and um, doing that test, is that something that's widely available to athletes or is it pretty specialized where they'd have to find somebody in their area or are they even going to be able to find somebody in their area to do that more? Yeah, it depends. It depends where they are. Our network of test centers is expanding all the time. We have a number across the U.S. now in in a lot of you know um, places like uh, Colorado and Boulder where there's a lot of endurance athletes. We've got test centers and we've got them in we've got one in new york and we're um one in california um we've got a couple in texas now so the the network is building but oftentimes people have to travel for that we go on the road a fair bit and do testing events and and we take requests from people you know we, we don't mind showing up and testing a bunch of athletes sweat if uh, if they want to have us for a few days so oh, they cool. can they can look on our website basically and and try and hunt out a place and you know all the time we're trying to make it more widely available 
Okay. Now, so when an athlete or a coach determines that sweat rate, is there something that's different about pre- precision hydration that is going to adjust the amount of sodium in the drink, or is it you're just drinking more or less of it? Um, yeah, there's nothing. What, one thing we always try to be very upfront about is, you know, we don't we don't pretend to be selling anything magic here. You know, we we have different levels of electrolytes in different drinks, so we have a sort of base formulation with either no calories or a few calories in there, and then a variable amount of sodium. Because when you're competing as an endurance athlete or training hard. You need three things. You need calories, you need water, and you need salt. And you need those things in different proportions. And if everyone drinks the same product or uses the same product, they're all kind of getting a a one-size-fits-all approach. So all we do is we, we offer three or four different sizes, if you like, or three or four different strengths, and you, you pick the one that's most appropriate to you and, and go from there. And, and the important thing is the recommendations that you get from either an online sweat test or an actual sweat test are to put you in the right ballpark for you to do some constructive trial and error of your own and get to the get to the ideal solution for you. You had mentioned um, some of the risk of hypernatremia. Um, you said you would get nauseous, maybe some muscle cramps, things like that. Are there other things that might be indicative of an athlete um, with hypernatremia? They, one of the big things is they often feel quite confused because hyponatremia affects the brain and that's the danger with it. it. What happens is when your blood sodium levels start to drop, if you keep drinking, your body, if you can't pee enough, as you sometimes can't when you're exercising, you, you, you retain too much fluid, the fluid gets shunted into your cells, including your brain cells, and your brain swells up, basically, and that's the really nasty part, it can make you very, very ill, so kind of confusion, dizziness, lethargy, nausea, it, it can feel just like how people feel at the end of an Ironman or right. something, and that's, the, that's kind of the dangerous part, and they even, it can even be confused with how you might feel if you're dehydrated, because you yeah. can get headaches and stuff, so sometimes, and there, I'm sure there have been cases where people have, have been given, you know, been treated for dehydration, it's made their hyponatremia worse, so, um, you know, medics and people at events are a lot more aware of the issue now and they have a different treatment protocol for people with hyponatremia than dehydration obviously you have to give them a lot more salt um so it's it's not always obvious the signs of it but one of the signs or one of the things if you can possibly think about it which is difficult when you're under those conditions is like how much have i been drinking because if you've been if you've only been sipping you know 12 16 ounces an hour for the last few hours the chances are you're not becoming hyponatremic because you've been drinking a very small amount relative to what you've probably been sweating if you've been pounding 32 ounces 48 ounces an hour for the last few hours then you know probably it's time to back off if you feel bloated in your stomach if you feel water sloshing around because your body doesn't want to absorb it if you if you're trying to pee a lot or if you're peeing it's very clear um, all of those things can point towards the fact that you've taken on too much fluid is there anything else it seems like hydration seems pretty simple and you know it shouldn't you shouldn't maybe need this detailed strategy and things like this but is there anything else you see as kind of common mistakes that athletes are making with their hydration strategy as far as the food they're combining or um, things like that the the most common mistakes are i think pre-hydrating too aggressively before 
competition and and training people often think they have a big race or a big training session or they go to a race that's going to be very hot and they they start chugging loads of water and fluids in the days building up and whilst it's a good idea to maybe increase your fluid intake a little bit to make sure you are well topped up then chugging loads of water is actually going to start the hyponatremia process the dilution process in the days before and i'm pretty sure when i look back at what i was doing uh, pre-Kona many years ago is I'd arrive in Kona and drink, start just start drinking because it was hot and humid and I would just drink and just be peeing all the time and think this is great I'm peeing it's clear I'm really hydrated right. but I was probably doing myself more harm than good so I think don't don't go crazy with the pre-hydration is a is is a real big one uh, another one is is probably having either having no plan for hydration at all or having too rigid a plan we always talk to people about having a flexible plan. So having a bit of a an idea, okay, in the conditions that we're expecting in this race, based on testing I've done in training, based on past experience, I reckon I might be drinking 20 to 30 ounces an hour. Um, and, and, and using that as a flexible basis to determine, okay, so if I'm only drinking 10 or 12 ounces, I'm probably well below. But if I'm drinking 30 or 40 ounces, I'm maybe going too far above but testing and adjusting as you go by listening to your body because your body's giving you feedback all the time and we sometimes as analytical endurance athletes overthink things and overcomplicate them no never so, so, <laughs> so we're always encouraging people look get in tune with your body you know have have a predetermined plan about the type of stuff that you're going to drink because you've used it and it's worked for you in the past and it's worked in similar conditions have an idea of how much you're going to need so you've got access to it but then let your body guide you quite a lot on the day so a good example of that would be having water and an electrolyte drink so because when you want water, when you're thirsty for water, it means that the salt levels in your blood are getting higher and your body's craving it. You should listen to that. But at other times, an electrolyte drink will taste fantastic. And that little salty tang is what your body's craving. And that's probably when it needs the salts. So you've got you to tune into your body's cravings and, and listen to them. But if you're well prepared beforehand, you'll have the right things on hand and you'll know what cues to listen for. Yeah. And that's great. I was actually going to ask you, you had mentioned the sloshy stomach in your, or yeah. sloshy feeling in your stomach. And I was going to ask what the other side of that looks like. And it sounds like when you just don't want anyone that drink, you just want that plain water. Yeah, that's absolutely. a sign. Okay. Yeah. Even, I mean, I lose tons of salt. I lose tons of fluid, but I'll always have bottles of water, you know, nearby in a race, whether I'm doing a long run with a, a pack where I've got a, a, a squeezy bottle of water on the front or on the bike I'll have one electrolyte drink one water so that when that feeling comes where you think I've had enough of this I just want some good old plain water then it's there are there any resources you'd recommend for um, coaches to go find out more about this um, I know that you've written a blog for us on the training peaks blog yeah um, any other resources either on your website or other places they could find yeah we have a pretty comprehensive list of blogs on our on our website and um if you go to precisionhydration.com there's a, a tab called hydration advice it's not actually all hydration advice these days it's we have a lot of other articles but that's a that's a good starting place and if anyone is is interested in specific topics the best thing they can do is email us at hello at precisionhydration.com we're a small little team we we answer all the emails that come in and we would definitely send anyone a list of relevant blogs if they're if they want some help with that cool that's right you uh you and i were talking offline earlier and um you told me that you i think james is that his yeah. name yeah, yeah jp that, yeah that he uh he's just sitting there around the clock answering emails and providing some pretty um 
pretty great advice to athletes or coaches that um, need help. And so, yeah, yeah, he is. J- JP's great. He's a he's a sort of very accomplished age group triathlete himself. He has a sports science degree. He's used our products for years, and he's he's yeah. We wheel him out and give him some vitamin D <laughs> occasionally, but the rest of the time, if he's not training, he's in front of the laptop answering answering emails. <laughs> sounds like a good person to yeah. have on your team for sure. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so if the listeners are interested in trying out Precision Hydration, um, where would they go to find it? And um, Yeah, we're, we're all, we're, we're basically online, precisionhydration.com. Um, we ship products in the US, uh, in the UK, and all around the world really now. Um, we've set up a code for Training Peaks uh, coaches and athletes, which is Peaks15, which if they enter that in at the checkout, if they want to buy any of our products, they get 15% discount. And, um, yeah, we don't stock in many retail stores. We tend to just uh, stay direct online so we can be in contact with our customers and help them out because the most important thing we think with sports nutrition is is getting the right product for the right job and using it right. So if we can if we can end-to-end that process with people, we get better results, and, and the, the, the end result is athletes that do better. Before I let you go, any other um, things we may not have talked about, any tips or kind of words of advice for a coach? in regards to hydration i think the biggest one with with, for coaches is that like in many other aspects it's tempting to fall back in areas where you where where there's not a great consensus of evidence-based information there's lots of different evidence out there about hydration lots of different opinions where it's a bit conflicting coaches often fall back on their own experience and they go this is what worked for me and i think we've had lots of stories from people saying my coach told me that they used to do this and this worked really well for them and it's like and that's that's kind of good in a way that the coach is you know is basing it on something it's not just they have experience but hydration is so individual if that coach's physiology or their that you know the their sweat rate and sweat sodium is so different to yours then that that advice could be really inappropriate for you so if you're coaching people i'd say just step back and just do a bit of reading and understand these individual variations because we've definitely worked with coaches who've said I don't believe that athletes need supplementation of sodium and then you drill a bit deeper and you maybe find out well you know if their physiology dictated they didn't need it then that's what they're basing that on whereas those that need loads they might be very pro supplementation I can put my hand up there and say you know when I was coaching after I'd found out that this really worked for me this was like a this was like my hammer and, uh, and the world became a nail and it was like more sodium more salt and and it went too far the other way now i would hope i'm i have a more balanced view which is look you know we just need to figure out what works for an individual and so basically treat your athletes as individuals and do some research on what they need and you'll get the best results cool thanks a lot for your time i definitely appreciate it and i know that uh, i've got a, quite a few things out of that and um, yeah, thanks, Andy. Yeah, thanks for the deal. Hey, guys, Dave here again. Hope you enjoyed my talk with Andy Blow, and I hope you learned some things. I know that I certainly did. If you want to take advantage of the code that Andy mentioned, we will put it in the show notes, and be sure to check him out at the 2019 Endurance Coaching Summit in Boulder, Colorado, September 18th through 20th. Hope to see you there. <laughs>